welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, and we're serving those who serve us. If you haven't joined us before, Hope for Heroes Texas, what we do is bring in first responders from around Texas. And yes, we bring them into the Bevy Hotel, give them a beautiful night at the Bevy Hotel. We give them a gift card to spend right here in Bernie, Texas, and they have an incredible time. And of course, it's all in the greeting. Well, on today's episode, we have got a fantastic first responder that's going to be sharing some great stories because that's what we do here. Under the weight of the badge. Glad you joined us. You've seen it all. And it's 15 years. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, again to the Hope for Heroes podcast, the weight of the badge. And I'm excited about an officer I have on from Bernie PD today. My gosh, his wife works for the Sheriff's Department. We got some fun going on here. But I want to tell you something. He is uh, just a blessing to so many people. He was a Marine. And um, that's got to be some major training be a marine and then be a police officer but his uh, fiance heather pomeroy we had her on earlier want to go on the podcast and listen to her they have a beautiful baby boy six month old brandon jr and uh, brandon's been on the force for seven years and so i'm excited to have him on the, the uh, podcast today the weight of the badge because he's out there doing the in fact i think he's working nights in fact which you know that's a, to me gotta be scary but we're so blessed to have the officers and the first responders that we have here in Burn- Texas and San Antonio and all over, actually. And this whole thing about defunding and all that kind of crazy stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what these guys do and how trained they are and how many lives they save? It's just amazing. And they're out there doing what they do for us. And uh, we just got to never forget that. So I want to thank you, George Strait, for writing the the, the uh, song, The Weight of the Badge, which I play all the time. And even at our uh, gala, it's part of the gala coming the May 21st. Folks, we're going to have an amazing gala here at, at uh, in Bernie. But I want to welcome to the program today, Brand, Brandon Goudreau. And so, uh, Brandon, welcome. Glad to be here. Ah, man, Thanks I'm glad you're me. here. So, yeah, so did your uh, did your wife prime you up first? Well, I say fiance, wife pretty soon. Did she give you an idea what's going on? No, I just listened to her podcast, make sure she didn't say anything bad about me. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> she didn't. You guys are just one awesome couple. I mean, Brandon's 29 years old, so we've got a young officer with us, but it's been through so much. And so uh, we're just going to do, just kind of find out what it was like, what's it like to be a Marine? And then how's it, how's it work to go into law enforcement. So I just want to ask you some questions and have some fun and just, you know, get your thoughts on things. Brandon, you're a young guy, like I said, 29 years old, out there putting his life on the line. He was was involved in an officer shooting here not too long ago, which we'll discuss a little bit about that. But I want to thank you so much for being here with me. And I want people to understand just what it means to have you out there. Here, your wife's an officer, you're an officer. I mean, which has got to be a positive that you can talk about the same things, but still got to be scary when you know she's out, when you're, she's in days and you're at night. And so tell me how you were called to be an officer. You know, uh, so my dad was in the Air Force. My mom was actually a cop a uh, long time before uh, she met my dad. And I think I kind of just got that influence from both of them uh, to be either the military and the, or the police department, and I decided to do both. So of them. You do both. Of them. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, and honestly, when I was a little kid, uh, I I loved anything that had to do with police cars, fire trucks, anything with lights and sirens. I was all you know, just that was my favorite thing in the whole world. Started watching cops, and then it was over. That was that so. was it. <laughs> cops did it. Yep, cops did it. Cops I still TV watch show. cops. That's a great TV show. Yeah, it really is great show. Well, so you start out being a when, when were you in the Marines? So I uh, went right out of high school. Uh, graduated, went right into the Marine Corps. And where would you serve? Uh, so most of the time was in California. And then I actually came back here, did the reserves a little bit. And then I actually was a 
the time where I was in the Marine Corps and uh, the police department at the same time. Oh, both of them. So, so did you, what what made you? So here you're a Marine, and now you're doing that. How do you how did that transformation happen? Just a uniform and a haircut. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it. It was a really uh, pretty smooth transition, honestly. Uh, really? You know, I wanted to do something where I was still serving the community, and I like I said, I've always wanted to be a police officer. So, you know, that was my my goal from the whole time, you know, from the very beginning. And you know, you have to be 21 in Texas to be a police officer. So I had to kind of fill that time with something else. So I figured to join the Marine Corps. Oh well, fantastic! And as it helps you a lot being a Marine and what you're doing now, hundred percent. Yeah, the the discipline accent uh, aspect of it, and just the you know the day to day routine, and like learning how to you know be pro- be professional, and and you know wear the uniform properly, and and look the look the part, act the part. You know, it, they all correlate into to law enforcement. So it, it really was a easy transition. Well, I knew you were gonna. That's why. That's one thing about you guys. I knew you'd be here early. Yeah, yeah, fifteen minutes prior. <laughs> exactly. I was like, he, I know he's. I'm not going to be surprised when he when he comes in. So here you're in. So you're you're an officer. Are you were you in Bernie all the time? All no, your so, time. Uh, actually, uh, when I went to the academy, I was sponsored by uh, Fredericksburg Police Department. Okay. So I worked there for about two and a half years, and then uh, I decided to make the the transfer over here to Bernie. Yeah, I was back in 2017. So. Wow. So when you're, when you're doing your, you know, the police work that you do for the Bernie police department, of course, is an amazing police department we have here in Bernie. And then of course we have the sheriff's department where your wife works, Heather. Um, cause I have folks, I want you to listen to Heather, Heather's a uh, podcast. Cause she is just the sweetest thing. <laughs> she's a sweetheart, but don't, don't let that kid you. I mean, she's a woman of steel and velvet. I know. So <laughs> how'd you guys meet? It's a funny story. Um, we were actually, uh, I was, driving up to the PD because there was a, uh, we have an intern program and uh, they told me, Hey, go pick up this intern at the police department. And I said, okay. So I drove up there and, you know, I figured that the person that was sitting out there in the front part of the, the parking lot was the intern. And so I roll up there and I see this cute girl and I'm like, Oh man, I really hope that's my intern. So I go up there and she uh, corrects me very quickly and says that she's actually a deputy sheriff and <laughs> I run away with my tail in between my legs. And <laughs> it's, that was the first time I met her. Really? All right. She's well, a fireball, but all right. <laughs> yeah, she is a fireball. And then how long till till you guys kind of circled around? You circled around and said, "What? Sorry about that?" Or you just yeah? Once I figured out that she was actually a cop, and I started actually actually seeing her. Yeah, uh, I think we were actually on the same shift for a little while, and then uh, once we were on the same shift for sure, um, you know, we just kind of started working together, and so we just kind of. I don't know. It just kind of happened. Ah, well, fantastic. Now, what is you were? I know you work nights for the police department. What is it? What is it you do? Are you specialized in any any one? I'm actually assigned to the canine unit. Okay, um, so I'm a canine handler, and uh, I actually just got recently promoted to corporal. So, wow, the, congratulations! Yeah, appreciate it. Yes. So, tell me about the canine unit. How does it? Now, what does your canine do? Is it is it drugs, all that kind of stuff, or so? Uh, my canine is a it's a female Belgian Malinois. Her name's Emma. She's a dual purpose canine, which means that she does uh, narcotics and she also does uh, criminal apprehension. So she's a bite dog, essentially. Um, so, and she also does tracking. So she kind of does a little bit of everything. So what's it like to, to have it? Now, how old is she? She will be five this year. So she's four. Okay. So you, and you've had her the whole time? Yes. Yeah. So, she, uh, she was a year and a half when I got her. So they like actually go overseas, pick the dog, they select them, they come over here, they do another kind of uh, selection training. And then once they decide which dog they want to do or once, which dog they want to pick, uh, we go over there and we go into a, a handler course with them and we train with them and we do all the, all the 
obedience and the uh, bite work and the tracking and all that, that training there. Wow. So when do they choose, do you choose, like you want to be it, do they choose a dog for you? So in our, in our department, they chose that dog based on its, um, you know, its, uh, its breed and also its, you know, aggression and, and the, the type of narcotics that they were using. Cause some dogs are, are like bomb dogs. And so they look for specific types of, um, behaviors and yeah stuff like that how did it had to be kind of strange i mean here's this dog that she, she obviously lives with you right and so did it take you a while when you did you like her right at first or did you just go i don't know man absolutely not really you <laughs> when didn't I, when i first started i mean i literally questioned being a canine handler probably every 30 minutes of my day like it was terrible really the the, the the dynamic of now having a dog and like, cause I was a single guy at the time. Sure. So I was on my own selfish little road of whatever I wanted <laughs> yeah, to do. what you want to do. And all of a sudden I have this year and a half psycho Belgian Malinois in my house yeah. <laughs> trying to do anything was a, was a disaster. So it took a little bit of time to adjust to having that, you know, it's like a child almost like a toddler. Yeah. And you have to constantly be on constantly watch what they're doing. Like, what are you getting into? What are you doing? Like, it's always something. Uh, but once I got that, out of the way and we kind of both had our mutual yeah because that's a tough dog to pick up girls with <laughs> like you know you know, once, you know you might like a little lab in the back is one thing but but your dog's got some yeah. horsepower yeah <laughs> so wow so how long did it take you to get to where you really you guys were buddies and because you do take her everywhere with you don't you most of the time yeah pretty much um you know if if i don't i can leave her for a couple hours at a time uh, but if I go like on a vacation or something, I have to get her boarded and, and do the whole thing. Do all the thing. Yeah. If it's any, anything longer than like 12 hours, yeah, I got to get her okay. pretty much boarded. So how is she with your son? You know, she doesn't really care too much about him. He's, she's, Emma's kind of weird. Yeah. She, does, she really doesn't really care about a whole lot of people. <laughs> she's she's very like focused on me and she just kind of, you know. Pretty much. Yeah. She just kind of does her own thing. You know, she, lo- she loves Heather. Yeah. Uh, but I think she doesn't really know what to think of. Of the kid yet? <laughs> yeah, she might be jealous. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah, she could be. Well, that's interesting. So, do you use her? How often do we use a canine? Do we use her a lot? Yes. Uh, we yeah we use her use them quite often. Um, recently, we've been short staffed, so we don't get to do a lot of the cool high speed stuff that we usually get to do. But uh, we we've definitely used the canines a lot, and we've gotten a lot of narcotics and and money and vehicles and guns and all kinds of stuff off the street. Really? Wow. That's exciting. So how often, I mean, how, out of how many stops it means it 30 or 40 or 50% of the time you use the dog or, or is it just up to the officer? So like when I'm doing like my specific job, like as a canine handler, I'm only looking for narcotics. So I mean, okay. if basically if I'm making a traffic stop, it, there's probably narcotics in the car narcotics involved somehow some way because it's something that we're you know doing yeah like, task oriented i guess you could say and it's an amazing it's amazing how little i've gone through the academy the the uh not the police officer academy but the citizen academy and they brought some dogs it might have brought emma i don't did you bring emma over to the i think i did i think you did yeah once or once or twice yeah because she's i'm telling you man she could yeah you the old uh, put the arm out and they yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely her. Then. Wow, never mind. Like, <laughs> I'll pass on that deal. Just yeah, yeah I give up. I surrender. So uh, yeah, well, that's that's that training. Now, how long is she going to be with you? Like, I mean, she's uh, if, 
how long? Because if you know, it really just varies. I mean, each dog's different. Um, it depends on the the medical status of the dog. It depends on you know their behaviors and how they're the behavior part is really important with a dog. I mean, yeah, because that's going to depend on their drive. It's going to depend on how they work. You know, if if they stop working, obviously we can't work them. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have to maintain a certain standard that we as handlers also have to maintain. So there's there's a lot of requirements that they have to uphold in order to stay on the street. So if they can't meet those requirements at some point, then they'll have to get off. I would say the average age is maybe, if I could, if I could put an age to it, I would say like maybe six to eight. Six to eight, okay. Yeah, that's probably like Then she just becomes your pet? I guess. So, yeah, so they, I think they passed some legislation uh, a couple of years ago that now like the handlers are allowed to purchase their dogs or be basically given their dogs yeah, you should. I can't imagine having a dog. I mean, these guys are yeah. like your buddies. Oh, yeah. They're like family. And they are like family. I mean, and she's been taking care of you. And you guys have been, you know, yeah. I mean, gosh, don't she could save your life and everything else. Well, that's exciting. A lot of times, I just didn't know a lot about how, how all that worked. And so, uh, folks, if you just joined us, I'm here with Brandon and uh, at Hope for Heroes. Go to HopeForHeroesTX.org and check out Hope for Heroes and the podcast and share it to let people know about the podcast. And, um, you know, I've got just a fantastic guest on and a friend. I mean, you know, the San Antonio and Austin and especially where I live, right, live right here in Bernie. These guys are our buddies. I mean, we get to see them a lot and don't get to inter- interact a whole lot, but we always know they're there. Now, I know here not too long ago, you were involved involved in an officer shooting. And, um, of course, we can't get into a whole bunch of details, and that's not the goal here. I just kind of want to hear a little bit about your feelings because people wonder, you know, here, this is what you're trained to do. But they say it's, you know, one in a million it ever happens. And here you are, a young guy, you got a big future ahead of you. And all of a sudden you had to take action that you obviously were trained to do. But yet, what was it like? You know, going back to what you just said, though, I mean, uh, a lot of people think that it won't happen to them. Um, but I assure you that it can and it will. Yes. Um, and then when you're in that moment, you, you know, it's happening right now and you have milliseconds to make a decision. Um, so it's it's a lot. The training takes over a lot. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to do, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's a very complex situation Yeah, and you have to look at it smartly and you have to make the decision based on who, who you know, your, part, your partners are next to you. Yeah. Your partners are next to you. You got people around you walking around. I mean, it's, it's really important to uphold that, that safety. And so, you know, sometimes you have to. Well, this guy, sure safe. this guy pulled a gun on you first. Yeah. And so you had to react. And um, I guess what goes, I, I guess what goes through, it's either him or you. So you have to take the shot. Right. Right. And so then after that, what happens? Like when I say after that, when I say folks, what happens, you know, we see these things on TV and it's never what it is on TV. Okay. It's not the NCIS stuff. So, you know, you, you obviously life's in danger. You know, I know the case and it was definitely his fault. And then after that, though, your mental, your mental, you know, that we've shot somebody and now, you know, what's the police department, how they handle? I know they, I've heard they, you know, they take your gun, they take your badge and now you've got to go kind of just be isolated. They do. What do you do? You go get some training, some, yeah, so so basically, once once you're involved in an officer involved shooting, um, they don't, they don't take your badge or anything, but they do take whatever weapon you, you yeah, discharge. Badge, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, and then uh, they'll basically they start an investigation, and so basically it's an open investigation until they look at all the facts and all the evidence, and uh, you're basically kind of in limbo, um, kind of not knowing a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it I must go over for, your mind a thousand times. Yeah, every day. 
I mean, what, what should I Multiple have done? times a day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it never leaves. It, it's a, it's a constant, constant thing. Um, you know, it's just something, you know, that, that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Something that, you know, anybody that's involved in, in something like that, they're going to always deal with it yeah. every single day. I sure. mean, it's just something that it's just how the mind works. I guess. You wish it would have happened different, but it didn't. And that's what you're, that's what you're paid for. That's what you're trained to do. And I know I talked to Heather about that being your, you know, your, your fiance. And she's also a, a, a law enforcement. And here she's sitting there thinking, you know, this just happened and look, my gosh, she had to be, she was scared to death. That, you know, that is he coming home? Is everything all right? And so does it, did it affect your relationship at all with her? You know, the, the one thing that I can say about, about Heather is that, you know, she obviously is a, is an officer too. And, and she was very understanding about the whole thing. And so we really got to have some good conversations about like, you know, really vivid and yeah. open conversations about what happened. And she's really probably one of the very few people that actually know, like, yeah, the, the real, the yeah, whole, you, I mean, you she's going to be your thing. wife. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her being a, an officer really helped that because, you know, I don't have to explain certain things to her, certain aspects of just in, in my, of my job in general to her. Right. And, you know, having that ability and that outlet to talk to somebody like that, that right there is a, is a blessing help. in itself. You know, it's, it's a. Yeah, but it, it did affect my, my relationship a little bit. Um, you know, it affected me personally a lot. You yeah. Know, you know, you could definitely kind of start, you know, how you had mentioned earlier, kind of becoming numb to things and you mm -hmm. kind of just don't really care about a lot of stuff. And you're just like, yeah, I'm just kind of going through the motions here. So at, at some point you have to, you know, say, okay, maybe I'm not completely fine here maybe i do need to go talk <laughs> yeah. to somebody yeah. or maybe, I need to go, <laughs> maybe we know. do need to talk well the yeah. weight of the badge man now, now the weight because that's what we talk about folks is a weight of the badge you know and even here you are you when you put that that badge on and the authority that you have you you know you make a decision like that and then then you start questioning it was the right decision that's what i have to say about these guys up in in austin you know 20 of them have made the decision that they thought was right. And then here comes back the district attorney saying, we're going to indict you on this. So that had to go through your head. Okay, here I am. They're looking at me like, let me explain this again. You probably explain what happened a thousand times. Oh yeah. At least a thousand times. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think when you're initially through it, you're just constantly thinking like, am I going to get fired? Am I going to get, I mean, because it's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, it, whether it's perfectly, justified or not yeah i mean it's 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 stressful and you're constantly thinking like am i going to be able to support my family am i going to be am i going to have a job i'm you know yeah. am i going to get blasted all over the media for for whatever it may be and you know it's it's a difficult situation to deal with all the way around on every side not just you know the police side not just you know my yeah, side, my family family you know, their family you know every, every the community in general yeah. Like nobody wants to to hear about that. No. Nobody wants to know that that happened because it's a terrible situation and nobody, you know, deserves that. But, you know, unfortunately these things happen and, and unfortunately they're starting to happen more and more. Often. Yeah. And it's just the, the climate that we live in. But, um, you know. Well, thank God that you, uh, that you're the kind of man you are, Brandon, because, you know, you know that, you know, you're, a, you're strong. You can tell you're strong and that, you know, the, public needs to know guys that hey when they when they take that shot it's a split second decision that you have to make but it's a lifetime of remembering it and dealing with it and so you you know luckily you've had some counseling i'm sure they probably put you through a situation where you talk about it and all that once they 
I say clear you of it, but I mean, you know, whatever they do. But man, I'll tell you what, it's a blessing to have someone like you on the job, all the officers that are out there doing their job that they're supposed to be, that they're called to do. And then, you know, people, people are so, on something else. Let's defund the police and start having some counseling. Now, if you, if a counselor would have pulled up to that, to that house or to a situation like that, and he wants to come with there and say, hey, let's talk about that when a guy's pointing a gun at you. It's like, you know, yeah, okay, how's this going to work? Um, and then for, you know, there's been obviously people killed because of it. And the training, I don't think people understand just the training that you guys go through to deescalate. You don't just walk up and shoot somebody. You've, no. The talking and the stop yeah. and hey, come on, let's talk about all the things that you do. And so, I just want to say, Brandon, you're just such a blessing, man, to this city and to so many people. And I'm, uh, you know, I just know folks need to pray for you. Pray for all of our officers out there putting their lives on the line. Every day you walk out of the house, you put your life on the line. Is there anything you'd like people to know with the public just to kind of know about in general of the of officers and first responders? The one thing that, you know, just comes to my mind immediately is that I'm very blessed and thankful that I work here in, in Bernie and in Kendall County yeah. because... <clears throat> I, it truly is the best place to work. I mean, the the amount of support that we get from the community and, yeah. and you guys at Hope for Heroes and and all the stuff that you guys have done it's it's unbelievable how much support we have. You know, the, I, like I said, my uh, brother in law just you know started another agency, unknown uh, unnamed agency, but yeah. you know we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, they don't have that support at all, and it's actually the complete opposite. And so. You know, when, when I talk to people that are coming into the profession or coming onto the job and they're asking me, you know, what, you know, what should I do? Should I go to a big department? Should I go to a small department? The one thing I tell them is like, you go to a department where they have a community that supports them. Yes. Because at the end of the day, that's going to be the most important thing to you, your family, your partners, everything, because that's, that's the world. Yeah. You can't do it without the community. And so like, you know, you guys doing what you guys do at, at Hope for Heroes, you know, it's a ripple effect towards well, we, everyone in the community and it, it allows us to do our job and have the support of you guys. So we really appreciate it. You know, well, you guys are such blessings to us too. We wanted this city, you're right. This city and this community, Kendall County does support our law enforcement and first responders to the max. You know, it's so exciting folks. When you do come to a hope for heroes morning, our police officers, which they don't have to come, they show up. I mean, they might be told to show up, but they, they don't, uh, if they didn't want to be, they wouldn't be there. And what you guys do for the officers that come in, it's amazing when they see their brothers and sisters on in law enforcement standing there to greet them. I mean, it really does change lives. And so, you know, it's, I'm, I am honored at Hope for Heroes to be able to honor you guys because we're here to serve you. We appreciate everything you've done, everything you do. And just like they said, you put your life on the line for us every single time you go out. All to, well, actually, 24-7 doesn't mean anything that you, sometimes you don't have your badge on, but something happens, you're right in the middle of it anyway, you know. Yep. And so... I just want to thank you so much, Brandon. And I said, what a blessing you've been to us. And we look forward to working together with you guys on more things. And, and, uh, but I'm not keeping the dog. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> well, hey, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks and, for having me. Uh, you betcha. And we'll continue on this. And folks, like I said, support our law enforcement. Give them a, give them a, a high five or a, just a support when you see them because they mean so much. So thank you again for listening to the uh, Weight of the Badge podcast, and we'll catch you again next week. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. All the badge.